Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on the fan. One hour up to the Rami show with Rami Makhlouf coming up at 3 o'clock today. Jim Paschke. Play-by-play voice of the Milwaukee Bucks on Bally Sports Wisconsin will join Rami coming up at 4 o'clock today. Again, that's coming up at 4 o'clock today. You will hear uh, from Jim Paschke with Rami Makhlouf. Looking forward uh, to seeing how that one goes uh, with Rami and Jim Paschke. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about what is going on down in Chicago with this whole Tony La Russa saga uh, that's going on. Because I, I, I for one... Um, and not really shocked by what is going on, but intrigued by what is going on. So Tony La Russa, who of course is the manager of the Chicago White Sox at 100 years old, uh, who Jerry Reinsdorf loves, the owner of the White Sox, brought La Russa in. And a lot of people thought coming into this thing that it was going to be a disaster. Got some old dude coming into a clubhouse uh, that is a very young clubhouse, very, very talented clubhouse. Everybody thought the White Sox were going to be a team to deal with uh, this season, and to this point, they have been a team uh, to deal with. But, obviously, they felt, they being Jerry Reinsdorf, uh, that La Russa could take them to the next level and, and make them that type of a World Series team. Well, uh, the other night, Tony La Russa uh, was not happy uh, with Human Mercedes because he hit a home run on a 47-mile-an-hour pitch on a 3-0 count uh, against uh, a Twins infielder who threw the pitch in the ninth inning of a 16-4 blowout win on Monday night and pretty much said that they're going to deal with it uh, in the clubhouse, in the family. Okay, fine. Then, after that whole thing uh, was said and done and you know what he said, then comes yesterday, and you have uh, Duffy throwing a pitch behind Mercedes for the Twins. Tony La Russa, after the game, 
pretty much comes out and says, I, I've got no problem with it. Like, I, I don't, you know, pitch got away. It is what it is. So be it. And didn't stick up for Mercedes because the guy threw behind his kneecaps. Like, it, it wasn't even remotely close. If you haven't seen the video, it wasn't close to Mercedes. And this was a good full 24, 27 hours later. It wasn't like he threw at Mercedes in the first inning. This was deeper into the game. So that happens. The umpires then come together. They kick him out of the game. And then Rago Baldelli loses his mind. He comes running out screaming and yelling. And he was furious. And then again, like I said, after the game, LaRusse is like, I, yeah, not a big deal. I don't, I, I don't, I, I really don't see a, a big deal with it necessarily at the end of the day. Okay. So there are issues clearly, I think, going on in Chicago with this White Sox clubhouse because then you have different guys going on social media and supporting Mercedes. Like Tim Anderson, completely supporting Mercedes. I'm pretty much saying, pretty much screw LaRusso, do what you got to do. Lance Lynn uh, is another guy uh, that has come out in support of Tony, La- or of, uh, I should say, of Mercedes as well, and has been anti Tony LaRusso. Quote the way I see it for position players on the mound there are no rules. Let's get the damn game over with. And if you have a problem with whatever happens, then put a pitcher out there. You can't get mad when there's a position player on the field and a guy takes a swing. Okay, fine. Trevor Bauer then went on to social media and posted this. Dear hitters, if you hit a 3-0 homer off me, I will not consider it a crime. Dear people who are still mad about a hitter hitting, kindly get out of the game. Can't believe we're still talking about a 3-0, uh, 3-0 swings. If you don't like it, managers or pitchers, just be better. All right, Alex Wood, a pitcher, he put out on social media, there's a position player pitching in a big league game. All, quote, rules are out of the window, in my opinion. Plus, do you all realize how hard that is to launch a 49-mile-an-hour pitch, 400 feet, LOL. Give the people what they want. Then the media went to LaRusa and told him what Lance Lynn said. LaRusa's response was, quote, Lance has a locker, I have an office. I'd be willing to bet that there wasn't anyone in that clubhouse that was upset that I mentioned that's not the way we compete. If someone felt that way, then it's my job to correct it. You don't swing 3-0 when you're up by that big a lead. LaRusa said that when he walked around the clubhouse, no one was giving him, quote, the Heisman. The manager was adamant that he's simply trying to teach good sportsmanship to a rookie. Quote, if you're going to tell me that sportsmanship and the respect for the game of baseball and respect for your opponent is not an important priority, I can't disagree with you more. You think you need more runs to win, you keep pushing. If you think you have enough, respect the game and the opposition. Sportsmanship, says Tony LaRusa. Tony LaRusa. He then goes on to say, I'm surprised I'm getting so many questions on this. It's not much to do about nothing. It's much to do about a little bit, said Tony LaRusa. So LaRusa under fire in Chicago. Now, to be fair to LaRusa, many people did not want to deal with Tony LaRusa in Chicago anyhow. When they hired LaRusa to be the White Sox manager, many fans in Chicago were irate and didn't want him in 
uh, in their clubhouse managing their team. But again, friend of the owner, Jerry Reinsdorf. If that wasn't bad enough, now we have people in Chicago uh, on 670 The Score running and getting Ozzie Guillen on to talk about this whole situation. Now remember here, Ozzie Guillen is a guy that at one point allegedly instructed a pitcher to throw at somebody. And when they didn't, he sent them back down to the minors. So when we start talking about people that have old school ways and believe in the old school rules like La Russa, Ozzie Guillen, who hasn't been in, in the game in quite a while, is one of those guys who is like La Russa and believes in this, this mantra of you throw at my guy, I'm going to throw at yours. And if you go back to La Russa in St. Louis when he had pools, if you touched Pujols with the ball, one or two of your guys are going to get drilled the next time they're up because he didn't want anybody throwing at a star player. Period. End of story. So Ozzie Guillen was on Molly and Hall, the morning show uh, in Chicago this morning. I, I got some clips here uh, from that interview. First off, they bring up to Ozzie Guillen right off the bat about what they're talking about, about La Russa uh, being upset about Mercedes hitting that 3-0 pitch, and then La Russa uh, essentially not sticking up for his guys after the game last night, but instead saying that he didn't see anything wrong with what the Minnesota Twins did. This is Ozzie Guillen. Well, you know, be, be honest with you, the, the way baseball is now, kind of weird thing. Uh, everybody do laser guys play, laser guys have fun. Uh, I'll tell you, the only rules, I don't know what, what one you got to pick because certain players do a lot of worse than what than what this kid did that night. I not agree, in a, you know, talking about my baseball, I not agree what it does. But when you bring a pitcher, uh, a position player, to pitch that inning, that means you give up the inning, you give up, you're done, you don't care. The position player can get you out, but you cannot hit a home run or base hit against him. That's just something I disagree. I know into, I think, uh, Link said very well yesterday after the game, said, you know, the more years I spend in the big league, crazy thing happening. Uh, that's true. Second of all, I think Tony in the beginning, I don't think he should be saying that to the media. Or to say, you know I me, mean? I disagree that because I did too. In my in my time, I disagreed what Mercedes did. Nowadays, players do worse. Take players take hit on run, take a selfish, running the bases, take you know I me, mean? point to everybody around the you know I me mean? around the they get a base hit, they step up and the players is pointing to the to the to the dugout. They do so many different things nowadays. It's kind of weird to swallow, kind of hard to. You old school guy, you old school with the new school thing. They do a lot of stuff different. Then um, I disagree with that. Well, yeah, but when you put a pitch in a guy on the mound, he's not a pitcher. That's different. If Mercedes did that against somebody at the bullpen, they should be, they should be fighting right now because that's unrespectful. But he did against a, a position player. I don't see anything wrong with that. And believe me, I'm very old school guy. Uh, what the Minnesota Twins did, uh, I understand. Uh, what, uh, first of all, you wait two hours. You want to do it, you do it right away. Right away. That's the way. I, 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 that's that's the way Tony Russo teach me how to play the game. Okay. I wonder if that happened to Abreu. If those guys was throwing to Abreu or Tim Addison to see what Tony's reaction is going to be. Mm. Like, oh, you hit me? You, I got to protect my players. One thing you wrong or right is a manager. 
everybody got different opinions. You always have to protect your players. You always try to be in the size of your players because those are the guys going to take you to the promised land or get you fired. Nobody else is going to do it. Then I think I think the way they handled it, it wasn't proper. You know, I mean, I think this kid just let drive by himself. They had to do something very, very, very bad in the game. And uh, I, I don't think how, you know I me mean, how people, people have different ways to react. Then, then the manager of, of, of Minnesota Twins say, well, we don't know. We don't throw it at him. We don't try to, we try to pitch inside. That pick, that got me more upset than anything else. Right. Come on. Don't, don't, you know, we're not stupid. We're not blind. We played this game before. And and, and you, you, you're going to start right behind somebody. And you don't know. You know, you pitch inside and you missed it. You know what I mean? You can say whatever you want. It's a sinker away. The blow, the ball's out of my hand. But when you throw behind somebody and you say, you know, we're not trying to throw behind it, that's first of all, I don't have no guts. Or is it scared about getting suspended? Or is it scared to, to the White Sox play? It's one thing about it. I don't think Minnesota Twins should pick that fight. Because anybody, anybody out of the bullpen, he throw 100. Right. And, that's right. Uh, yes, and I said you want to you want to play uh, you want to play game. I'll put a, okay, that's why right. I got a couple guys there. They got ninety nine, <laughs> and I, I will pick Sano and I will pick Cruz. And I say you want to do this. There you go. This is the way. You know, guys, I, I might not write. I might not write, but that's the way I learn how to respect the game for real. Not like one day you respect the game, one day you don't respect the game. You don't respect the fans. You don't respect your teammates. That's a lot of unwritten rules. I, I, I just try to to understand what that means. So there's Ozzy again. I got more Ozzy again for you coming up in the next segment as well. As far as you know, how he approached the game with the unwritten rules and how he would respond in, in different situations. And some more of what's coming up from Ozzy. He talks about you know dealing with a position player on the mound and then how you're supposed to treat it as a hitter. When he's not throwing all that hard to begin with, also as he talks about how this clubhouse very well could be affected by it. This is the question I want you to answer and let's have a conversation about. Going back to what LaRusa says, which is, look, this is about sportsmanship and making sure that we play the game the right way, uh, as Tony LaRusa Tony La would put it. Do you think sportsman, sportsmanship uh, has been lost in the game of baseball. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan, you think sportsmanship has been lost in the game of baseball, whether it be the bat flips or the stare downs or any of this other stuff that we've seen in the game of baseball here recently in the last couple of years in which Major League Baseball is, you know, let, let them play. Let the, let, let the guys play or whatever. Let the kids play. That whole mantra of, of how they're going about their business now, do you think it's taken away from the sportsmanship of the game of baseball? And this may become a conversation where the old guys say yes and the young guys say no. That very well could be what this turns into on the radio, but let's find out. What do you say? 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan at Sparky's Midday Madness. I vote they just talk about Jim Paskey.
Let's skip the Bucks talk. Just, just talking about Jim Paschke's career and all the highlights of Jim Paschke. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He's career Rami Makhlouf. That's, that's what I would say. Rami's show coming up again here at 3 o'clock. We're talking about Tony LaRusso, one of Rami's favorite people in the whole wide world. Crosstalk, when he comes in here in about a half hour, is going to be amazing because nobody just likes Tony LaRusso more uh, than Rami Makhlouf. But LaRusso has himself in the middle of it again. And to LaRusso's point... No, he's saying that he doesn't understand what the big hubbub is all about. Quote, if you're going to tell me that sportsmanship and the respect for the game of baseball and respect for your opponent is not an important priority, I can't disagree with you more. You think you need more runs to win? You keep pushing. If you think you have enough, respect the game and opposition. Sportsmanship. So the question is simple. Do you think that uh, we've lost the sportsmanship in the game of baseball, in Major League Baseball? Dial it up, 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. Any of those ways work, obviously, uh, at the end of the day, if you want to get aboard. Frank tweets at 1250 AM, the fan, and at Sparky Radio says, how can you do away with something, quote, that's unwritten? We're always told to give 100% on each play, pitch, down, whatever. That, of course, is my opinion. This is kind of where I'm at on this, right? So, had a youth baseball game uh, tournament over the weekend. And one team it wasn't involving uh, our kids' team. It was involving two other teams. But one team had given up, what was it, 25 or 26 runs through like two innings in a youth baseball game over the weekend? 25 or 26 runs. Again, these are younger kids, obviously, at the end of the day. But is there really a need to do that? And at what point then as a as a coach are you telling your kids, all right, look, you're up by 15 or you're up by 10 or 12. Enough is enough, right? And then how do you essentially then pull back? So do you tell the hitters don't swing anymore? But then if the pitcher doesn't have any control, it's going to go on forever because these guys are just going to continue to walk everybody. Is it swing at everything? regardless of if it's a strike or not, and just try and get this thing over? Or what's the correct way of having sportsmanship at that point? Because if swinging 3-0 against a position player isn't the right way to do it, then I would assume LaRusa says, 
hey, look, if the position player can't throw strikes, just sit up there and walk and walk and walk and we'll be here all night. That obviously must be the way LaRusa wants it handled. Ozzie Gian, who again was on 670 The Score earlier today on Moline Hall, talked about this whole thing of position players pitching. Well, by the way, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got three men. He got four hit one night. You know, yep. Richard struck him out. Right. Oh, he, he was a hero. This guy, this guy, uh, he got two his teammates out. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Oh, look at that. It's funny. Look at the position player throw 35 mile per hour fastball. Get people out. Okay, you hit a home run. Oh, come on, man. You don't do that. I said, that's why I don't get it. By the way, guys. Right. I see them in the past, maybe one inning. For now, you see three innings, three innings, and three different innings. White Sox did it. They bring Mercedes and they bring Mendick yep. to finish up a game. Then I don't know exactly. When you do that, when you have a position play on the mound, you give up. Yep. You say, guys, I just want to get people out. Just get out of here. I want to save my bullpen. Well, other song, I will, is on a hitter. I will take advantage of that. I don't want any position player to give me out. Okay, but when they give me out, everybody laughs. Everybody's like, oh, like, look at you. You just strike out against that guy. Uh, that's why my position, I don't understand why Major League Baseball nowadays, like, oh, un- that's unrespect. Well, when you do that, when you pitch, I know you have to protect. I know you have to protect your pitching staff for the next day. But when you do that, you say, I give up. I don't care about this game. It's, right. it's time to go home, and let's go. I was talking to Frank Tom a couple of that same day. I said, you know what? I was a manager, and I opened 14 runs. I will bring a position player to say my bullpen, too. If they score more runs, then I bring my bullpen and to see how that works. I never see any manager do that. Hmm. But also you say also you say you bullpen because you're using it right. with, with no reason. Then I don't know why managers don't say, okay, I'm going by, by 10 runs. I've got to bring my boop, my position player. If this guy can get three outs, I don't use my guys. But that's the same way. And I don't understand what the unreal rules is about nowadays. Th- this is the thing. And I agree with Ozzy on that one. Because if you have a position player, right? Let's say it's, um, I don't know, let's say it's Urias, right? Or, or let's say it's, um, oh, I, I got one, Vogelbach. So let's say it's him. Let's say he's on the mound, and you're like, okay, you're going to pitch now. And he strikes out uh, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is never going to hear the end of it in the clubhouse that he struck out against that guy. But if it's a game that's out of control, like the White Sox game was, and Betts take a, takes a yard, then all of a sudden he's a poor sport and doesn't understand sportsmanship and is trying to take advantage of the situation. I mean, that, that really is a no-win situation for the guy at bat against the position player. I think Ozzie Guillen's 100% right on that. Now let's take it a step further. If this is such a big deal, and I don't know if it is or if it's more having to do more with just La Russa, but if, if this is an issue, then why not just stop the game? Why not just call it? And now this is really going to make all you traditionalist baseball fans out there mad. But if you get to the eighth inning and you're down 10, 12 runs and you don't want to burn your bullpen and now you want to bring in, you know, your position players to pitch, why not just stop the game? We're done. We're out of pitchers. We're done. We're all done. We we, we give. You win. The final numbers are final and it's a seven inning game, whatever the case may be. And make the rule that it's got to go at, less, uh, at least seven innings because that's what you've got in place for double headers, seven innings games anyhow. 
So if you're up by so many runs after seven uh, after seven innings, by that point, what the game's probably already a good three hours long, I would think. Let that team that's getting slaughtered raise the white flag and walk away. We're done. I'm not. I'm not going to have a position player pitch, and I'm not burning my bullpen anymore. It's over. Go home. Would you have a problem with that as a baseball fan if that's the way it went? Brewers are up 14 to two in the eighth. The opposing team, the Cubs, wants to go bring in you know Rizzo to pitch or Chris Bryant to pitch, and instead the Cubs say we're just done. We'd like to bow out and end the game, and let's go back to the hotel. We'll see you tomorrow. We don't want to burn the bullpen anymore. I don't have a problem with that. I'll be honest. As a fan, I'd be fine with that because if I saw my team killing the other team by that much, I'd probably been there for three hours anyhow already at that point, and there have been that many runs scored, number one. Number two, if the Cubs were doing it to the Brewers and it was happening, I wouldn't probably wouldn't be there anyhow. I probably would have left already, and I definitely wouldn't want to sit there and continue to watch a monstrosity happen and having to watch a position player pitch against a pitcher. I mean, we talk about sportsmanship and whether or not it's been lost in the game of baseball, but on a side note, this position player pitching thing needs to be gotten rid of as well. All right, dial it up. Dan Plucker will get your calls. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. I mean, is it that crazy to think that you could essentially just end the game? Now, again, you have to have rules and guidelines in place. The game's got to be at least seven innings in. Once you're past seven innings, and if you're up by 10 or more runs, you don't have to quit. But if the opposing team wants to say, we're done, you should have that option to walk away, not pitch a position player, not burn your bullpen, and call it an official game. I don't see an issue with that at all. Uh, Let's see. Let's go to Dave on the northwest side. You're up first on Sparky's Midday Bandits. What's going on, Dave? Oh, Steve, this guy. Is this a pot calling a kettle black talking about sportsmanship? It only applies to sportsmanship when it's he's the one that's doing the uh, adjudicating. Because it just seems to me like every time we hear about the unwritten rules of baseball, it's Tony La Russa the one that's talking about it. My question is, did he write the book? He thinks he did, yes. It's just, you know... Unwritten rules of sportsmanship, yeah, throw at the guy because your guy got hit. He has, it just just drives me crazy that this guy is even, anybody's even listening to what this guy has to say about sportsmanship since he is probably, I mean, we go back to when Harvey Keene was managing and they got in fights because all he did was screw around on the mound. Just the guy, we got to stop listening to this dude. He's old. Well, but think about it from that perspective, Dave. So now think about it if you're Tim Anderson or you're a Brayu or somebody in that white size clubhouse and he's your manager. I'd be embarrassed. And and that's just it. So you gotta play the rest of the season with him because Reinsdorf isn't getting rid of him because they're guys, right? And Reinsdorf felt bad for firing him the first time. So you're stuck with him at this point. How does everybody coexist in that clubhouse to eventually try and win a World Series? I have no idea. All I know is, you know, you brought up the point of how you how you stop stuff like this. I had a team about 10 years ago that just ran wild over some teams, and I actually had to put the brakes on them to keep them from scoring 100. Right. And, and they would get mad at me. I said, nope, I'm not going to let you do it. 
and you're talking yeah. about basketball, right? That's what we're talking yeah. about. So yes. you're talking about slowing it down and passing the ball and using shot clock, or well, in this case, it probably isn't shot clock, but just slowing it down and passing the basketball over and over and over again. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. And that is up, you know. And that's up to the coach. And some coaches are fine beating some team by 100 points or beating some team by 75 or 80 points. Thanks for the call, Dave. Appreciate it. And it all comes down to the basketball coach, or it all comes down to the baseball manager of how you want to go about it. But, but again, at the end of the day, if you really want to stop this, then just end the game. Put the rule in place after seven innings. If you're up by 10 or more runs, if the other team wants to say, I don't want to waste my bullpen. I don't want to throw position players out there. We're done. Give them the opportunity to do that. Again, yeah, is it like a mercy rule in Little League or whatever? Yeah, to a degree it is. But then at least you avoid position players possibly getting hurt trying to pitch. You avoid these guys feeling embarrassed if if things don't go right against the position player. You avoid this nonsense from La Russa if you hit a home run against the guy when you're way up like Mercedes did and then getting yelled at and then getting thrown at the next night and then your manager Larusa doesn't even stick up for you to begin with that makes it even worse lewis on the north side you're next on sparky's midday madness what's going on lewis spark i'm on the fence about this i'm initially on Larusa's side because hey the young kid he missed the sign and he went yard so the manager has to call him on that you know and you know as far as them him being thrown at he was thrown at you know quotation marks he wasn't hit Right, they threw behind him, correct. They threw behind yep. him. That's a sign amongst ball players. like, hey, we know what you did. Next time, it's not going to be behind you. And, and, it's, and it's done with. So LaRusso's fine with that. And believe me, the players are fine with it because we have to remember, LaRusso's the boss. We all had bosses we don't get along with. Yep. Just went ahead and did our own thing. Talent on the White Sox is, is going to win out. So if they're winning, it'll take care of itself. You know, <clears throat> I love what you're talking about changing the game with the 10-run rule. You know, even though I'm a baseball purist, we do have to tweak the rules a little bit. You know, we have it in high school, you know, some little leagues. Like you said, anything after after seven innings, they're down 10. If you don't cut it, you know, to less than 10, you know, the, the game will keep going. But if you don't, the game's over with after the seventh inning. You know, because believe me, if a position player is pitching – the guys, we're heading to the parking lot anyway. It's over anyhow, right? Correct. We don't. We don't, we don't need to see that. You know, we don't. We don't I don't want to see Urias pitching, or you know, I don't want to see Vogelback. Right. Pain throwing, you know, sixty mile per hour fastballs. It's, it's no fun for everybody. And like uh, Ozzy again was saying, sort of when you throw the position players out there, the rules. You as a manager have thrown the rule book out. So, you know, all the other rules kind of get thrown out, too. That's why I'm kind of on the fence about it. So I really don't have no problem with the White Sox will be fine. Baseball will be fine. We just need to tweak some of these unwritten rules and, and move forward. Yeah, it's crazy, Lewis. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. i play another Aussie soundbite from that interview this morning. I'm only in Hall on, uh, on the score. Because then they get into, you know, what about this clubhouse now? Now that LaRusa pretty much didn't stick up for his guy, getting thrown behind and so forth. How does this clubhouse go from here? I'll play that for you coming up next. But first, let me tell you about my guys over at Young Express. The company we talk about so much is continuing to grow. Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? A company that's been in business for over 30 years? Well, of course you would. They're currently looking to add to their sales department. You've heard me talk about what a great company Young Express is to work for. Now you can go apply online. Now, the first thing you need to know is outside sales experience in the transportation industry is required. So if you do not meet that requirement... 
and you don't need to bother to fill out and uh, send your resume uh, and so forth. But if you do have experience, then the rest of this does apply to you. Uh, you need to be willing to prospect new business via phone, email, and social selling, reliable transportation, willingness to travel within an assigned territory. Closing and follow-up skills are a must. Now, if you work at Young Express, this is what you can expect to get. 40-hour work week, salary plus commissions, bonuses, contests, and profit sharing. Plus an existing book of business from day one, expense account with generous mileage reimbursement, health insurance, 401k with 3% company match, paid holidays, personal days, and vacation days, cell phone, tablet, and all sales and promotion materials provided to you by Young Express. Email your resume today to jyoung at youngexpress.com or apply at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success. Drives them. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans see Sparky Fiverr with you. This segment brought to you by Jim Dandies, South 27th Street in Oak. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Creek? in the town where I live. Enjoy their delicious fish fry every Friday. $2.50 tacos on Tuesdays and $15 prime rib dinner on Wednesdays. That's tonight. Get yourself a prime rib dinner tonight at Jim Dandy's. Check it out. JimDandy'sGrill.com Again, JimDandy'sGrill.com Talking about uh, Tony La Russa, who says, you know, this whole thing uh, that everybody's getting on about is just teaching good sportsmanship to his team and to his players, and that is something that he's going to continue to preach to his players, regardless of how much people may get upset at him. Uh, Ozzy Guillen was on uh, the morning show at 670 The Score, and we've played a couple of his soundbites. We'll play another one coming up, but I, I just threw out there uh, in the last segment as far as if, as Ozzy Guillen pointed out, if there is an issue with the position player pitching in general, 
And his point is, look, if I strike out against them, everybody makes fun of me in the clubhouse, right? Oh, you struck out against Dan Vogelbach or whatever. Okay, fine. But then if I get a home run and we're way up, now I'm running up the score and I don't respect the game and there's something wrong with me and I'm in trouble. You can't win. So why not just avoid all of that, right? After seven innings, if you're down 10 or more, the opposing manager going into the eighth inning has the opportunity to say, we're done. We're going home. I'm not pitching position players. I'm not burning my bullpen anymore. Game's over. You have that opportunity. And you don't have to end it there. The opposing manager be like, hey, I'm good. Let's continue on. Okay, fine. But you have the opportunity to bail versus pitching a positional player. Because, again, you don't want a positional player hurting his elbow or hurting something, doing something he has no business doing uh, to begin with. Pete in Appleton, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Pete, do you think sportsmanship has been lost in the game of baseball? Oh, yeah, I think a long time ago already. <laughs> I, I think the days of sportsmanship left when when everybody has to start catering to the players and the managers really have no say. As soon as the player doesn't like the manager, then the team revolts against the manager. Even though the manager may be a a great manager, right? And but that's you know, but that's not really what I called. I do not like your idea of the ten run rule. Basically, these are professional athletes, and they're getting paid a good amount of money to be professional athletes. I understand it in other levels, but there is just no way. Look what happened. The Brewers had an eight to nothing lead the other day, and then they gave up seven runs sure in the did. inning. That was in the seventh, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it can happen. Uh, I mean, it does happen. I've seen it happen. I've seen the Brewers come back from 10 runs deficits and win balls. Well, and again, I, like I. Right, Pete, and I understand what you're saying that it does happen, and we've seen guys, you know, mount big comebacks late in games. But that would be up to the opposing manager whether or not they wanted to continue to play or end it. I mean, it's not entertaining for anybody at a game who pays their money to watch a position player pitch when your team is down ten or twelve runs, or if your team is up ten or twelve runs. The game is obviously over at that point if you're in that situation. Well, then, then you know what? Then it's your choice to leave the stadium or turn off the TV, or do whatever, but I'm sorry. I, I think they got to play it out for nine innings. I don't like the seven-inning doubleheader rule that they've got now. You'd rather have I nine think, and nine, right? Yeah, I think, right. That's, uh, I think that's garbage. Baseball's a nine-inning game. You know what's a seven-inning game? Little League. Well, absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. Thanks for the call, yeah. Pete. I, I, I continue right, to listen. Take care. So, th- there's a couple of things to what with what he said. First off, The game of baseball right now, regardless of who may or may not like it, is trying to figure out how to keep the younger audience entertained as long as possible to keep them tuning into games, listening to games, going to games, right? That's what they're trying to figure out. Now, whether that be, you know, putting the games, now, Sports Wisconsin isn't a good example of this, but whether this is streaming games on apps or whatever the case may be, or shortening the game up so we don't have three-hour games. Maybe two-hour games is a better deal to get the younger audience to like the game of baseball. I really think, as we go along here, seven-inning games are going to become more common than nine-inning games before this whole thing is said and done. And the diehard baseball fan cringes when they hear that. But I think that's where we're going, especially if Rob Manfred stays in, in, in the commissioner role. 
he's not worried to make those changes. But if studies start showing that, hey, that most most of these young people complain about how long these games are, and if they were only two hours long or something along those lines, maybe you'd be able to get more of these people to go to the baseball game. Maybe you get more of these people to tune in to watch the baseball game. I think that could be a change that you could eventually uh, end up seeing at some point. And for those people that are diehard core baseball fans, they'll probably lose them. They'll probably be done. Now you've ruined my game too much. Now it's over at this point. But a lot of core older baseball fans hate the bat flip. Hate it. The Tatis of the world in San Diego and so forth can't stand it. In fact, I watched a video the other day that went viral that was on Twitter. It was a college baseball player. He, I don't know if, if you saw this or not, Plucker. A college baseball player, he had a big game-winning hit or something or home run. I don't know what it was. He hit the ball. He turned around, looked at the catcher, took his bat, threw it overhand in between the catcher and the pitcher's mound, ran around first base as he was running around first base, pounding his chest, still yelling at the catcher, whoever it was, and yelled the whole way around the base pass, came back, and then celebrated and went crazy. Now, I looked at it and I said, that's ridiculous. You can't be throwing a bat back into the field of play. That That's... Forget the fact that he was yelling the whole way around, but the fact that you were throwing the ball, the bat back into the field of play is ridiculous. Showed the kid. He looked at it. Eh, it didn't really bother him all that much. He agreed about the not throwing the bat back into the field. He totally agreed with that. Uh, but the yelling and the chirping, oh, that's emotion. That's passion. You, you don't understand. Eh, okay, fine. You do that, you're dead. I'm just telling you right now. You pull that crap, and I'm there, you're dead. And I made that very clear to him. But what happens is you do have these kids that are watching these games uh, on TV and they're using what they see in the games in their games at the youth level. But the crazier part about all of this is a lot of these kids don't even watch baseball. A lot of these kids that are playing baseball would rather play the video game, the show, versus sitting down and watching an actual baseball game. They would rather go play video games than watch a game in general. Baseball, football, basketball, or any other thing. That's a, a quite a bit different from how it was when I was growing up or you were growing up where you know, if you play Little League Baseball, odds are you're probably watching the Brewers or the Cubs or the White Sox or whoever you were a fan of uh, when you were growing up at some point. That, that's pretty much how it was. And then you wanted to be like those guys. And that's why when you hear these old school guys like Tony La Russa, you know, getting mad at Mercedes for hitting a home run in a blowout situation, not only is he teaching sportsmanship to Mercedes, but in La Russa's mind, he's teaching sportsmanship to everybody that's watching on TV as well for the good of the game. Because as we all know, Tony La Russa knows all, which drives people absolutely crazy. Ram on the north side, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Ram? Hey, man, I'm going to say this. I agree with you about this sportsmanship because I'm from the old school. And back then, you do something like that, you get a tech or thrown out the game or something like that. It's, it's feminine behavior, man. Right. I mean, it's straight up B-boy, straight up B-boy behavior. And the problem is now you got the kids that's doing it, you know, or even talking crazy to the old school guy. We can't have that. All that stuff got to be nipped in the bud. And even in the NBA, Okay, you dunk on somebody. I mean, Jordan dunked on people. You may look at them, keep it going. But all the standing over them and 
be assured. Well, I'll look at Matumbo, though, now. Matumbo will get a block. He'd shake his finger at you. I mean, I don't want to – you think that's excessive? That's not really excessive. I don't know if it's excessive. I'm just saying you have had this type of showboating or whatever you want to call it uh, going on for a while. Not to the level it is now, though. Right. Showboating hot dog. Or even when a quarterback uh, or a wide receiver gets uh, the ball taken from him by the DB and then, you know, he got the ball, she's standing over him. I don't want nobody standing over me. Well, and that's they've they've they're getting rid of that in the, in the NFL. They said there's no more taunting. So now, if you sack a quarterback and you stand over him and do some dance, you're going to get flagged. They're not dealing with that anymore. I, I told I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. You know, and then even with the thing with Draymond Green, LeBron, if somebody does do that to me, we fight. Right. Straight up. Agreed. Yes. I disagree. Why Draymond got kicked out the game? I mean, if I'm sure if I did that to you, you swing it. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yes, you know, I got it. It's not over me. You know right. what I'm saying? Because that's a lot of implication. And if you don't do nothing, people looking at you like Sparky. Yep. No. <laughs> absolutely right, Ram. I mean that that's so true, and that that's that's the that's the issue right now. Thanks for the call. And to, to me, it's you know we're talking about sportsmanship in baseball, and I guess you could blow it up. It's a sportsmanship just in general in professional sports, and are we losing? the sportsmanship aspect of it just in sports. Maybe it's not just baseball. Maybe it is uh, in professional sports uh, in general. Let's go to John on the east side. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Uh, Are we losing sportsmanship in baseball? And maybe the question is in sports in general. Uh, I would say yes, but Sparky, you're you're skipping one very important point with what this guy did. Okay. He he was told to take a 3-0 pitch. I know. His third base coach. And yep. He did it. Correct. He's not only dissing the other club, he's dissing his manager, third base coach, bench coach. So yeah, it's it's going down the tubes. But John, this is the thing, though. I mean, we could talk about not listening to the third base coach, but you've seen you've seen Ed Cedar when he was with the Brewers for the whole time he was here, put up a stop sign. Guys just ignore him and run right through him. So guys ignoring third base coaches isn't something that's new or it hasn't happened before. Well, no, I agree with you that you should listen to whatever your third base coach says. I, I don't disagree with you. But LaRusse's point isn't even that. LaRusse's point just is, we're way up. You're not supposed to be trying to add on more runs. I'll read the quote again. Thanks for the call. This is the quote again from LaRusse. If you're going to tell me that sportsmanship and the respect for the game of baseball and respect for your opponent is not an important priority, I can't disagree with you more. You think you need more runs to win, you keep pushing. If you think you have enough, respect the game and opposition. Sportsmanship. That's from Tony LaRussa. It's not, it is about not taking, right, and not listening to their base. Okay, that's part of it. But that's not why LaRussa has his issue. LaRussa has his issue because he thinks that Mercedes was showing up the other team. And he's not going to deal with it. Because when he was with the Cardinals and the Cardinal way, he wouldn't put up with that in St. Louis if somebody was doing that to the Cardinals, just like he wouldn't put up with it if somebody was doing it to the White Sox. I promise you right now, if that would have been a Twins player doing that to the White Sox and the roles were reversed, somebody was going to get hit the next inning by, by one of the White Sox pitchers. Guaranteed somebody was getting hit. Promise you. It would not have waited to the next day. The Twins waited to the next day and then threw behind Mercedes. 
that was a La Russa-led team, it would have been retaliated within that game. There would have been a problem. Maybe bench-clearing ball would have happened, whatever, but something would have happened. But now the issue is, because last night La Russa did not defend uh, his guy, Mercedes, and instead said, pretty much said he doesn't see any problem with what Minnesota did throwing behind Mercedes. Ah, it slipped, whatever. No big deal. It didn't have a problem with it. Ozzie Gee, when he was at Moline Hall earlier today on 670, the score was asked about how this affects the clubhouse now going forward. You know what? I will say to the White Sox, right now we have great stuff going on. We in the place right now, a lot of people want to be just forget about everything, just move on, and that's it. You know, different people have different opinions. You know, Tony, what Tony say. In the side, I understand what he say because he understand like what he did was wrong. Okay, first of all, when you say we give him the take sign, I look at the video, look at the video very carefully, and I see it's a mean turn to see the sign on the third base coach say something to it. Okay, I did. I don't see any reaction. To me, Mercedes a kid. He said, well, you know what? I'm going to take your business. It's easy to hit the home run against that guy with somebody out. Okay, do, make a mistake to swing to you. Everybody's upset. Tony's upset. The team, the team is kind of upset. Well, that's not this kid's fault. It's not his fault. Somebody had to go there. You know I mean? I'm not going to blame my queen, the third-base coach, but if you, if you really, really want to, this kid take that pitch, you call him up very loud. Hey, take the pitch. You're not swinging. That's the job. And 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 I don't think I'm thinking a lot of people was wrong about it. Uh, no matter what way you take, what side you take, you're right. You know, Tony's right to say that, and he's wrong to not protect his player. And the players are right to say what they say and feel how they feel to protect his teammate. And you know, it's a very very delicate subject about people understanding different points. But the soon I'm tired. You know what? I'm tired. I'm tired. Okay, this is the best year about pitching. Starting the season. Right. The fi- final hitter, strike out, everybody strike out, you know what I mean? And also, but also people don't talk about I'm tired see position players pitching. I'm tired. Of that. Like how many? Okay, this is a okay, guys. This is a cool thing. This is a new thing now. Uh, we're down by Aaron. Let's pitch somebody to say or bullpen. Well, yeah. that's what you're gonna get. That's what you're gonna right. get. There's Ozzy Gian earlier today at 670 score. Molly and Hall. Rami Makhlouf coming up next from the Rami Show. Nobody dislikes Tony LaRusso as much as Rami. Can't wait to get his thoughts on this. Don't go anywhere. Sparky's Midnight Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, Rami Makhlouf, and you on a Wednesday. The Rami Show comes up next, about five minutes, uh, right here on The Fan. Then, of course, don't forget after the last pitch, you make the switch. Tim Allen back at it again tonight. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by... Great Lakes drag away in Union Grove tonight after Brewers and Royals, the final uh, game in that two-game set tonight in Kansas City. And we'll see if the Brewers can avoid scoring a run again tonight. Uh, Okay, I'm Rami Makhlouf. I'm sure you listened to part of this, and I know you're well aware of all the Tony LaRusso stuff going on. And the question really was, do you think we've lost the sportsmanship aspect uh, uh, in the game of baseball? No. No, man. If you... First of all, 
they threw a position player out there. Right. If, if I go out and don't mash against a position player, what's the highlight later that night on SportsCenter? You striking what, out. What's in the top ten? Me striking out to Williams, no, La yeah. Tortuga, Astadillo. What Ozzy pouring out, right. Exactly. So, so no. If and if, if Tony La Russa d- thinks the game should be over when it's like a 10-run lead, or, or Rocco Baldelli thinks it should be over when there's a 10-run lead, both of those guys are on the rules committee. Go to the rules committee this offseason and propose a slaughter rule. Propose you just walk off Thank the you. field That's what when, I said. when it's a 10-run lead. Yep. And if you're not going to do that, then shut up I agree. and go out there and play until the 27th out is recorded. Yep. Period. End of story. I totally agree with you on that. Now, let me ask you this. Because you and Gary, you and me, have always disagreed about bat flips and everything else. So here's my question for you. What do you deem as poor sportsmanship in the game of baseball. If this happens, that's not a good look. Like, you can't be doing that type of stuff. Because, I mean, Robbie McElhaff, for those of you that don't know, was a very good catcher uh, back in his younger days Some might uh, say. when he played. Sure. Uh, yeah, back in his younger yeah, days, he was a catcher. So he played the game of baseball. So he's he's been a part of it. And he was a hothead by the sounds of it as well. Um, but having said that, didn't so. threaten that umpire. That was a false accusation. That's uh, not what your dad said. Uh, but either way, what, what you you tell me, what do you deem as poor sportsmanship? First of all, bat flips have to be safe. You need to make sure nobody is in the path or the landing zone. So of, not of good if bat. you take out a somebody's head. Exactly. Right. Like I I posted a tweet of a kid, a high school kid with just the sickest bat flip you've ever seen, and then just trash talked his the whole way around the bases. Is this the one that I like ripped the, on the air? Stomp thing, like this hoof thing when he got home plate. Is this the one that the I hated the, on the air? I, I thought it was a college player. Is this the one where he took the bat, it wasn't a flip, and threw it, it back it, to the infield yeah. between the catcher and the pitcher? Mm, no, no. He threw this off the field. Oh, no. The one I the saw, one I saw was a college player. No. He took the bat, threw it between the catcher and pitcher, yelling at the catcher, Yelled all the way around the base path and then came back. Ridiculous. Anyways, yeah. go ahead. So bat flips need to be safe. Mm. Other than that, I don't see anything wrong with a bat flip. What's you, you poor just, sportsmanship in baseball? Don't don't direct your celebration at your opponent. In other words, so if you hit a home run, don't start yelling at the pitcher when you're running down the first baseline. You know what? That that that's crossing a line. Okay, so that but you it, don't. But like. if you're just showing emotion, that happiness, excitement that I just did something good. There's zero wrong with How about that. a stare? You're looking at him as you're running on first base, but you're not saying anything. You're just looking at him. I mean, that is bad sportsmanship, but you're doing it in the interest of bad sportsmanship. You got beef with that guy if you're, you're doing it. You're doing it in the interest <laughs> of bad sportsmanship? Yes. What does yeah, that you're even not, mean? You're not trying to be a good sport at that point. I mean, let's let's be real, man. Sports are sports are an emotional thing. And some, sure. sometimes emotions get out of control and people will cross lines. So True. I assume that when a pitcher is staring down a batter or a batter is staring down a pitcher, that there's something there's something personal there. There somebody somebody is offended by somebody. somebody. But I don't think you should be offended by anything that happens on a baseball field short of somebody, you know, celebrating in your face and somebody throwing a baseball at you intentionally. Sparky, can you imagine if Steph Curry bombs a three from damn near half court? He turns around, he starts running the other way, and he does his the the three thing that he does with his fingers. I don't yeah. know, I don't know how he does it. And LeBron James just blasts him in the face with a basketball or somehow takes offense to it or or Justin Jefferson scores a touchdown for the for the Vikings and he does the Dougie or whatever that dance is that he made famous this offseason and, and somebody from the other team comes and tackles him because they're offended that he's happy he scored a touchdown it's so ridiculous 
that anybody takes any offense to somebody pimping or celebrating doing something good on the field of play, man. This is a game, a game. Like that, that inherently implicate that inherently insists that it should be fun. And you're mad at people for having fun while doing it. Go away. Go away. You're not here to have fun. Go away. I love Rami Makhlouf. He's coming up. All that passion comes up next. And you have a, a, a fun guy on Jim Paschke. I cannot wait to talk to Mr. Four o'clock. Jim. Love talking to Jim Paschke. That's coming up at 4 o'clock. Yeah. I just want to ask him about Jim Paschke. I agree with you. Right? Yeah, just don't forget the Bucks. Just talk about <laughs> Paschke. You know, leaving uh, you know the the the, the six sports desk and going and calling Brewers baseball, calling the only no hitter in Brewers history. I mean, Juan Davis and Mike Hegan making that call, and then all the different uh, storylines of the Bucks throughout the years. There's so much to talk about there. And today, I confirmed uh, John McLaughlin. 5:30 on Friday Ooh. will be joining me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have both of the legendary nice. Bucks broadcast team on the show this week. Love me some Johnny Mac now this weekend. Yeah. He uh, remembered who I was when I texted him, so I was happy about that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or he was just being nice and said, I remember who you are. Nah. <laughs> nah, he wouldn't do that. Okay. Nah. If he, if he knows who you are, he'd say he knew who you are. All right, so uh, Rhyme's got Paschke today. McLaughlin coming up on Friday. What topics are you talking about? Today, today? Uh, right out of the gate, going to be talking about this Brewers team and how, how would you fix them? Because I, I've seen a lot, of, a lot of suggestions and recommendations on – social media on how people would fix the Brewers, I want, and I want to bring those to the table. I want to know how you would fix the Brewers, so that's going to be right out of the gates. I got thoughts, more thoughts on Tony LaRusso. And Sparky, I know you were reading the quote, not to bring this back to Tony LaRusso and lose my mind again and extend this another five Sounds minutes. Sounds like you're about you to. You read the quote. Did you hear it? Did you yeah. hear Tony LaRusso? Mm-hmm. Dude, he called his own player clueless. Clueless, yeah. Clueless. Clueless. That's a grown-ass man, dog. You just called clueless? I, I promise you. When I heard it, it was so much worse. I was offended for your mean Mercedes. I, I promise you, Tony LaRusso thinks most people are clueless in this country. Mm-hmm. Because they're not Tony LaRusso. Who's the one who didn't know the rules? I'm just saying. Go. Yeah, I hear you. All right, mm-hmm. Rami Magloff coming up next. The Rami Show right here on The Fan. Don't Talk go to anywhere. Yeah. Toodles. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.